Welcome to Black Wealth Weekly Podcast, where you can find different guests being interviewed by me, Shaniqua Nicole, the Millennial Money Maven, every single week where we will be breaking down how they got into their respective industries and are creating wealth for their families. You don't want to miss an episode, so hit the bell and tune in. What's up, guys? This is Shanique Nicole, the Millennial Money Maven, with this week's episode of Black Wealth Weekly. I am joined here today by my brother, Cash. He is a serial entrepreneur, mogul, restauranteur here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm just super excited to have you here. What's up, King? Thank you. What's going on, man? I'm proud of what you're doing. Listen, Black Wealth Magazine. I was out there at your event. I'm proud of you. You know, we met like about a year ago now. Yeah, so... um. I just want to give you your flowers. I always tell the people, you're doing your thing. I'm proud of you. And that's why I'm here because, you know, I'm coming to support. So I appreciate you having me here. Absolutely. Yes, I'm here for you. Let's go. I appreciate it. Yes. Y'all know what's so crazy. I met this king on Instagram. Yeah. So the power of social media is super real. But what you have to learn how to do is facilitate and maneuver through the noise. Yeah. You know, but... Um, Met Cash, he's been super honorable dude, uh, 100% real ever since I met him. And we've just been building from there, um, but more so inspired by all the stuff that you got going on. So I, I, I just know I'll be seeing you on Instagram talking about 28 units and <laughs> new restaurants opening yes. and all of these things. Yes, yes. And how young are you? I'm 38 years old. 30? 38. 38? Yeah. Listen, so talk to me about how you got here today. Um, You're 38, you own multiple restaurants, so much real estate, and just killing it. Please, please explain to us how you started. So first of all, the reason I am doing what I'm doing, I tell a lot of people, you know, um, when they talk about these accomplishments, I've been working since I was 18 years old. I came to Atlanta in 2004, so my background, I'm from Jersey City, you know, we from the same state you probably you got close to philly but i'm right to next to new york city so you know coming from jersey city uh 2004 uh product of my environment of course come from living in an apartment seven siblings five brothers and sisters parents two parents living in a two-bedroom apartment so you know coming from not coming from the you know the rich rich family background not <laughs> big houses and mansions not you know jersey city if you're familiar with jersey city yeah either you got it you don't and when you don't got it you just live and check the check and that's the that's why I was, great, uh, you know, I raised in, um, in, 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 in the area, uh, poverty area, products right on the corner, you know, so I went to school, public school, um, got into a little trouble uh, when I turned 18. I waited, for, I don't know how I did that. Just turned 18 and um, got into Got in your first trouble. trouble. Yeah, first in a big trouble. So it wasn't like a trouble, like, all right, go ahead. You can't Just run from that trouble. Nah, they, they told me, my, uh, my lawyer suggested, uh, uh, luckily my father took out, rest in peace with my dad. He took out a, a, a loan actually for my my, my, my my tuition at the time. You know, you could get a loan, of course, they'll give you a loan. It was for my tuition uh, for school, but I ended up using that to my lawyer. Mm. So, you know, I, shout out to him. Um, he helped me with the lawyer, of course, got me out of that little situation. My lawyer suggested, listen, you need to go to, you need to get out of here. You need to, while we fighting this charge, um, you need to just figure your life out. You need right. to really make decisions in your life. So, um, shout out to my lawyer. Like I said, he definitely looked out. I moved to Atlanta. Um, I was uh, coming to Clark Atlanta. That's the only university I applied for. I'm not your <laughs> sharpest A student. I wasn't the sharpest, like the honor roll. I wasn't none of that. I just was a hustler. Right. So um, Clark accepted me, and I came down here, uh, in, in a sense, hoping that I would change, you know, my life and my ways that I was dealing with at the time. So um, going back and forth, Clark, uh, I was, of course, now I'm going to court back and forth. And even at this time, I'm not sure whether I'm going to jail uh, or I'm going to be really just, just be out here. So long story short, um, they end up giving me probation and I end up taking eight year probation and I transferred my probation from Jersey City to Atlanta because I was wow. living in Atlanta. Eight year probation. Yes, yes, yes. That so was what like, does eight years probation do to you as an 18 year old kid? Um, honestly, I think that was one of the best things that happened to me in my life. Um, because if that didn't happen, I would be probably either incarcerated, uh, probably dead, or you know, being in situations that I, I probably couldn't get out from. So eight year probation just gave me discipline. That's mm. what it did. It just kind of put me in the system. And I don't suggest that for y'all. I'm not selling you. That's what you need to be going through felony. Right. But my blessing was uh, coming from the city, fast, fast, fast city, you know, 
coming from a fast, slick, hustling mentality. Um, when I came to Atlanta, Atlanta was like a, a new ground, you know. Mm. It's like coming playing basketball, like all-star, you know, you just don't go to practice, but what you get in the court, you just nice. Right. So that's what Atlanta did for me. I just came to a ground like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So I started at Valet Lennox Mall because um, my probation officer suggested that, of course, not to pay for bills too because my family didn't have no support for me at the time because, you know, they didn't even want me to leave. But um, I ended up in an apartment and I, stayed, uh, I was working at Lennox and um, I met a lot of people, you know, and, and, you know, of course, coming from up top, I was a hustler when I was young. I sold candy at 13 in New York City. I had right. four employees when I was 13 years old. <laughs> like, I had a candy operation. Like I was selling M&M, box of M&M. Getting it for BJ's for $34, we used to sell that box for $250. Wow. So um, my mentality was always a hustler. You know? Right. So because, of course, now being a felon, I know I was going to get a job. Mm. So working in Lenox Mall, um, I met a couple of people. At the time, of course, real estate was amazing in Atlanta, like 2004. You knew about Atlanta's music industry or real estate, like that was, or even businesses. But those uh, fields, you know, attracted me. And I, right. I met a lot of people that was felons. That was like me, came, looked like me. They was from the cities in New York. And yeah. DC. They was all doing real estate and they was very successful. Mm. Benzes, Roses, and all that. I'm watching right. Valen 18. I'm like, I'm inspired. Right. So I met uh, a good friend of mine that I'm considered a friend because he helped me to do my first real estate project. Um, Rodney, he helped me out. Um, ended up telling me, listen, you don't need nothing but a 600 credit score. And you need like maybe three to four thousand dollars down payment. Mm. And he had projects. The golden days. The golden days. I can't <laughs> even explain y'all. Y'all, you listen. Y'all talking about getting money is cool, but the money we talking about. My first deal, I bought it for I think ninety, and I got it fixed for ten, and then and I sold it for one eighty. Wow. So my first deal at, at that age, going on nineteen, was almost eighty thousand dollar profit. Wow. And, and you know, know, I just actually read a statistic that said the average flip. Um, Makes about forty thousand. That's right. Today. Today. Yeah. yeah. Average flip, and then, mind you, we talking about a hundred, buy it for ninety, fix it for ten, to sell it for one eighty. Right now, you gotta buy three hundred, fix it for two hundred, and get five eighty, <laughs> six hundred. Like maybe you know maybe. Those you are literally that. like the numbers I'm working with right now on this yes. project. You can't find no other numbers like that, other right. than if you know you go bounce back and go to different cities, and that's right. the next thing I'm, I'm you know we're gonna tap into a little later, but. That time when I did real estate, it just kind of, um, you know, like I said, you, you show me something one time, I'm a hustler. And I've always been the best in my, 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 around my peers. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a com competitor. I'm competitive. I like com competition. I like success. You know, I, even when I was younger, because I was selling candies because I had no choice. It's because I didn't have no clothes. I used right. to go to school, and I'm like, yo, I can't, I can't look like this. Right. I know I'm fly inside right here, so right. I had to sell candies. And I was the best dressed, you know, in high school. I, I won that. And to be coming from high school, I come from. It was like an accomplishment to right. me. So if I did it for that, for my clothes, I know when I get to Atlanta and I'm on probation, I wasn't running around, you know, with college parties or other, everybody else. I'm going to these other parties, you know, Vision Lounge, 112. If you're familiar with Atlanta, you know, these are the places that I didn't even have an idea at the time. But because I knew people at Valet Lennox, they gave me, you know, passes, fly, you know, VIP bands. And so I would go to the best party. I'd be around amongst the people like the who's who's, you know, then. Right. So it just inspired me. And, um, you know, real estate did good. I, I ran a bag up. I made my first million in real estate. And I spent the money in real estate. And I, <laughs> I blew the money in real estate. Era. And, you know, uh, cash came from, Salim is my real name, but cash was, you know, born in real estate. Era, you know, and um, uh, so I built a brand, of course, because when I was spending money, just like everybody do now, you know, when you got money, now you got to show your wealth. And it's not just for yourself. It's also, this is what people respect. You know, you look like money. You can make money. That's just that's just how it goes. I don't know where it came from, but that's just what it is. Like right. this is the society we live in. Yeah. You gotta look truth. like money. So, you know, two thousand eight, real estate crashed, of course. Um mm. recession, real recession. You know, they're talking about this recession right now. I don't know what's going on, but I know I went through a recession. Listen, don't nobody know. All entrepreneurs like, what recession? Yeah, nah, <laughs> nah. I mean they they're not gonna feel it, but 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 then of it's course it's gonna slow down soon, but yeah, you know, like I said, that's that's a different policy conversation. You know, I I, I try to tell people I don't think it's never going to be something like 2008. You yeah, know what I'm saying? and maybe with the real estate, because it was real estate, it was institutional. It was institutional. Right now, the people are going to be feeling it, mm -hmm. but 2008 was institutional. It was the banks. It was the whole real estate market. It was worldwide too. Yeah, it was worldwide. It, it was, was just worldwide. a whole bubble. Yeah, bubble. So 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 so, I was I was more uh, upset that. I didn't have no mentor at the time. I was mm. upset that the money I was making, if I had someone to just guide me and teach me, like, hey, listen, 
you you making a hundred fifty a month. You don't gotta spend a hundred. Right. You know, you could be old, <laughs> just take it easy, slow down. So um, that was like you know some wow. of the things. Wow. And I living learned. in the south, making that kind of money. Man, listen, I ain't gonna lie to you. You couldn't tell me nothing. Right. Nothing. I'm coming from. It, it was it was a different lifestyle, you know. And then, you know, I experienced a lot of things in early years. You know, I didn't travel the countries. I went to Dubai. I went to London, Greek. I went to. Uh, Turkey, I've, I've been to places, so I, you know, I, I, I spend money on things that I really loved. Right. So, um, but you know, I just didn't have the, uh, the guidance and the mentorship to, 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 to have someone tell me, listen, you need to save this money because something happened. You yeah. never know. Or invest. I didn't invest in nothing else. Real estate was my only income. Right. So, um, so how was how did 2008 treat you when um, real estate came crashing? Depressed. Uh, you know, I was uh, just 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 trying to figure it out. How 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 I just went from coming from a felony probation to being here and have an opportunity to, to become a millionaire because I was on my way, you know? Um, it just gave me time to sit back and think. Because mm. it was for everybody too, because recession happened, everybody was broke. Yeah. Like, some people killed themselves. I know, I know two people that committed suicide. Wow. I know two people that I knew that I didn't know personally, but I know I've done business with them. Yeah. And then some people just left. Most mm. of the people just disappeared out of Atlanta. So, I mean, it just gave me a time to just sit back and 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 think about what I'm gonna do next because I was still so young. Right. You know, I was in my blessing, like I said, because if I didn't go through that process, if I didn't take my the L's and turn into my W's now, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now. So it was it was a good trial and error position for me. And um, I mean, you know, this experience is the best teacher. That's what they say. Yeah. So I think you know that's what I needed to do. That was my going to school at the time. Right. And I also dropped out of college too at the time. I was mad about that. Of course, when I was doing real estate, I'm like, man, I ain't going to Making college. Making too much money. Man, I was listening. I'm pulling up in Clark Atlanta, Benz's, different Benz, different days, you know, jewelry, just have about ten, fifteen thousand dollars cash in my pocket. Like it was, it was ridiculous. It was, it was ignorant. So, my so you didn't finish college. Dropped out. I got like a year and a half left. I don't know, you know. But what I did, I, I definitely learned what I needed to learn from school too at the time. Which you know? was what? What was the biggest lesson you learned from college? Not that, not to own no tuition. Not to owe tuition? Not to owe tuition. That was my lesson. Because at the time, I was still paying out of pocket. And then if I kept going to college, and then you got to think about it. For me, unfortunately, I was a felon. So I know I wasn't going to go get a career job. I'm mm. not about to be no CPA. I'm not about to be whatever at the time I was thinking about. And so you probably was, couldn't get financial aid at that time, huh? I didn't. Federal financial I didn't. aid. I didn't. Because I didn't. you were a felon. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't. And then, and then plus, you know, it just, it just, I wasn't thinking like... Then housing, I stayed out of, out, of, out of school. In the beginning, when I came to Atlanta, I was at, at Clark hoping to get a, a, a room over there at the, uh, the Heritage On campus. campus, but mm -hmm. it just didn't work out. So, gotcha. So, you know, it was, it was that. But I think that was, that was good for me to go through that process. And then, you know, college, that's not for everybody. It's not for me. I'm not going to lie. That's why I, <laughs> I don't know. It's not for me. You know what I'm saying? I just Listen, college is not for everybody. Yeah. And that, it, that, that's okay. Let me ask you this. Are you going to encourage your boys to go to college? Of course. And you know what, what's crazy? I, I, I'm always encourage everyone around me. Like, even my, now, now I'm the youngest. I'm the baby, and I'm the only dropout. Everybody else. My sister's a doctor. Okay. You know, my dad, shout out to him, like I said, rest his soul. He was one of the most amazing men. And he worked very hard. And by the time he was about to retire, he passed away. So he didn't really get to enjoy us. You know, mm. he didn't get to enjoy the time that we wanted to give him. I'm sorry so, to hear that. How yeah. old was he? Uh, he was 58. And wow. he died of he cancer. Yeah, he was young. Oh, he was wow. young. Yeah, so I was really like disappointed by that too. That's why I spend so much time with my kids now. That's why I'm like, I'm not gonna work hard to kill myself. You mm. know what I'm saying? I'm gonna enjoy my time with my kids. And right. so when my kids see me like, he, you know, they already know like, this is this is what the life's supposed to look like. Right. That's why I go hard for for real. For, so then then that that was that for me at a time. You know, but but everybody else educated. It's just me. I just. But guess what? My sister's still owes tuition right now. She has like $180,000. <laughs> Trust me. And, it, you know, she's a doctor, but... Well, this is what I tell the student loan people. Y'all can take this little check and um, catch me at another time. <laughs> yeah, catch for real for it, yeah, because there's some flips going on. Listen. But, yeah, you, you just got you to gotta see what works for you. This is, you know, school, education, something works. And, and I'm not saying if I had a chance to do it over, I will finish. I probably would have finished. But, you know, my circumstances at the time was like, nah, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I was an entrepreneur when I was 13. Right. So I just knew I was going to be a business You man. just knew. Yeah. Exactly. So after 2008, you had your chance to cool down, cool off a little bit. How did you reinvent yourself after the biggest crash of most of our lifetimes? My, for my real? lifetime, for sure. Um, I built a brand. 
cash was already born. And when I built the brand, I realized it didn't matter if I sold real estate or if I sold anything, I'm still gonna be able to sell something. Mm. So I actually picked up a hair plug from India that I met in 2008 in Dubai when I was out there kicking in Dubai. Wow. And I was on the first class in Emirates, UAE, Emirates Airline. Yeah. The guy sat next to me and I sat down for like three hours to be speak, but the fourth hour we just started talking. We flew from New York. And then he's just telling me about this hair industry. And I'm like, oh, cool, whatever, you know. Right. But not knowing that, okay, he this gave me business be my card. Plug. Yeah. yeah. So um, year go by, like I said, after the recession, it just was like, yo, let me figure something out. And it was just, you know, I had long hair, like, got good, good hair. So <laughs> women always like, yo, you got some good hair. And I'm like, ah, right, yeah. So um, one of my friends was a salon owner. And then um, at the time, it was one of the best salons in Peter Street. And, um, She's like, man, you know, I'm looking for some hair. And I'm like, yo, I got someone I met, and I got his card. She's like, man, you, need, you look like the plug, so you need to find out how can we get this Indian hair. <laughs> so the Indian hair at the time was like, it was coming from India, from temples. People used to cut their hair for religious purposes, but they were selling their hair to London, the different countries, and, you know, they would make wigs and high-end, you know, wigs. Weeds. for yeah, weeds Exactly, weeds, weeds, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a big industry. It was a billion-dollar industry. It's still a billion-dollar industry. And... um. I tapped in, and um, when I got the first batch of hair, I didn't even have the money to order. Is uh, one of my homegirls she gave me an American Express card to use, and then I ordered fifty-five hundred dollars worth of hair. And the minute when I say it got here, because um, I had samples before sent to me, it was sm small samples cut up. It wasn't like the full full bundle. But when they sent me uh, the first batch, literally the day I had it, I went to two salons. I, everybody cashed out. It was wow. gone. Yeah, and wow. then right after that, I met. The lady from Bronner Brothers, Miss Harriet Pitt, I was gonna get a booth over there, and then I got a booth, and they actually gave me a free booth with Bronner Brother, and they also ordered their first batch of hair because they used to have a location at the West End. Wow. Because of the relationships and you know just my mouthpiece and me being a businessman. Right. So I got they gave me a, uh, my first check from them was like ten thousand dollar order first order. Mm. So I started you know tapping in. Playmaker from day one. Yeah 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 definitely. <laughs> I done made some plays with no delays. That's one thing I ain't did. I ain't made no delays for sure. So that was like a good introduction for the hair industry. And uh, and it got a little saturated right after that because when I saw started, you know, Atlanta's like a Atlanta's a hub city. for like, everything. They were like, they will copy you too quick to Atlanta. <laughs> like, you tell them I'm about to sell this Coca-Cola can. They're going to be like, man, let me find them. Let me get them. But yeah, it was uh, they started selling um, Chinese, Chinese hair. hair. So it just like, I, I was an offer for it. And then I did it for the money at a time. I wasn't passionate about no hair. So then I, um, I, I got plug back with the cars. So how real estate was slow down still, it was like kind of coming, it was like, you ain't had cash, don't even worry about real estate. But cars was the next closest industry that I could sell a car and get a check the same day, two, three grand, you know? Right. So I'm like, shit, I could sell five cars a day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I could sell it to people I know. Right. So I started dealing with cars, but interested, instead of selling cars, I was leasing cars. Mm. I was getting vehicles from People that have you know good credit, they will get cars. Yeah. See how they're doing Airbnb right now. I mean, uh, Toro. Toro. Right yeah. Mm -hmm. My Toro. Before I started Toro, before Toro. Listen, we be having a billion dollar ideas Idea, that don't even nah. just so busy moving, doing, just doing the work, it. doing yeah. the work. Yeah. Right. This week's episode is sponsored by ABCs for Rich Kids by seven-year-old author and entrepreneur Bryce Nicholas. Please tell us where we can find your book. ABCsforRichKids.com. Awesome. This book is so amazing, guys. It literally goes from A to Z with different financial terms for your little loved ones. Awesome. So we've got F is for future value. E is for evaluation. H is for air. Guys, if you do not have this book, the Amazon number one bestseller, Please go and grab it now at abcsforrichkids.com. So, um, and this is a fact, everybody know me. That's what I said, people know me for different things. People know me for real estate, people know me for hair, and people know me for cars. But cars too, when I was doing the leasing, I was, let's just say if you had good credit, you got like four cars, then you don't need four cars, you don't need one. Right. I'll find three other people that give you the down payment, 20%, 25% down payment, and they still like kind of leasing it from us now. Mm -hmm. So it stayed the same, still on the loan, you still keeping the loan. And if they mess up, you get the car back. And How do I protect myself as the owner? We are, we have some trackers and stuff. Same thing. We have tracking devices. Back then, gotcha. Yeah, the trackers is always around. And so insurance, commercial insurance. insurance. Commercial insurance. So you, then, then at a time. So you had say, your own. So you were actually leasing cars. I was leasing. I'm my own bank. 
I was like a right. buy hip here yeah. for high-end cars, though. Right. You know, because they wasn't doing it nowhere. So, um, and I got put on with this Russian dude. Russian dude put me on. He was crazy as hell, but he put me on. <laughs> he showed me the uh, the business, and, and, you know, shout out to him, man. You know, he definitely put me on with that business. But once again, I had to do the work because I, I had the network and I had the people. Yeah. So, you, you know, just got to connect the dots. Yeah, I was connecting the dots. So I, I was love connecting it. the dots. So, I mean, you know, since cars then, I just kept going. And fast forward, I went to 2016. I had enough money, like, you know, I was making so I was like, let me go ahead and get into the um, restaurant industry. So I, that's why I started a restaurant, my first restaurant in 2016. And I failed on that too, because um, I didn't have no knowledge about a restaurant. You know, I just wanted to own a restaurant because I was like, yo, I want to have an office. I want to have people come to my place and eat. So um started a restaurant with my boy Sharif. He was a, he used to manage at 255. Peter Street was like a block. People still probably go over there. He had a couple of restaurants. But he was a, he went to school, he went to Clark, and then he also um to me looked like he was a great manager. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't a great partner. And mm. he wasn't a great owner. He just was a great manager. So this is a difference with y'all. Some of y'all. Y'all are real talented, right? Stick with what you do. It's okay, because I didn't stick with what I did. I was a great investor. But I was not a great partner because I didn't know the understanding of the business. So I put up some money and um, we never got to like really open the business up. Mm. And we rode through the time, a year went by, and then he was trying to figure it out. The kitchen was never properly open because he didn't follow the guidelines and he was cutting corners. And I never was involved. I was watching from my side, but I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Why are we not getting this done? Right. So um, he just didn't follow the protocol and follow the procedure in the proper step because it's like, Building a building, you know, you can't go build a roof before you could build the foundation. Exactly. You got to start off the right steps. So, I lost the, f the first business. Um, I was a little discouraged on that, but I still was, of course, doing the car thing. I never let the car thing go because that was like, it's like my side hustle. Mm -hmm. But that's what I make my money on. Right. Just selling cars alone. I got a great relationship with the dealership at Dodge Palmer. So if anybody wanted to buy a vehicle. I can just send it to them, you know what I'm saying? And they just <laughs> cut me my check. I don't got to be there. And they cut me my check from their pocket, so they don't charge the customer. So I don't have to, like, the customers don't get charged. I charge the dealership because it's my customer. So that's like my... That's my, a little side hustle. My side hustle. A little you know? affiliate. It's like affiliate income. So affiliate link made, like, 60 grand last month, yeah. <laughs> yeah, affiliate So how, sure. how do you start those kind of relationships? Just do good business. Just do what you say, what you do, and make sure that you facilitate the right service and make sure people feel comfortable when you, especially, you know, you're dealing with real estate, high end industry, you know, you got to deal with the top tier people. You're dealing with uh, hair industry, top tier hair. You're talking about best salons in the city, like the who's who salons. You got to give them what they're asking for. Mm -hmm. I can't go to the, uh, these places and say, hey, uh, I'm trying to get you a Lambo, but I'll take you to a Honda dealership. You can't. You got to give them what they're looking for. And, exactly. And once you give them the services and, and you do what you say you do and connect the dots. And, you know, relationship plays more about relationships. And building relationships is not. You, you can't buy relationships. Mm. You got to build relationships. So I always, 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 main thing, like, if I meet somebody today, like, if I met your engineer, if we're we going to lock in, we're going to lock in, like, for a long time, you know, I just like, you know, with us, you know, you be working together. You know, I like locking relationships for life. That's what I believe in. I love it. So you can't burn bridges. Right. You can't burn bridges. Don't can't be burn bridges. Don't Listen, be bridges will uh, allow money to flow forever. Yeah. You got to walk back to that bridge sometimes, too. So you can't burn it and like, I'm going to go back. No. I got a long ass text message from someone that did some bullshit last year. And I read it and I appreciated that they acknowledged the bullshit. But you can't come back. Right. It's a wrap. <laughs> when you so. burn a bridge, that's what happens. You can't come back once a bridge is burned. Yes. So you have, you said 60000 last month just off of affiliate. Affiliate, just brokerage. Income. Yeah. So I love, I love that idea. Now, outside of your affiliate income, what are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis? What's, what's Cash um, spending most of his time these Honestly, days? Honestly, for right now, I'm really just building, um, I'm, I'm doing I'm working on projects. Like I'm working on a, my next restaurant. So, so from the first restaurant that I lost, I went right into a takeout restaurant. So, so, so for y'all, if you want to open up a business, if you want to open a restaurant, you don't have to go a full-fledged restaurant like I did. You can start off as a takeout. Forget even takeout. You could do a ghost kitchen. A ghost kitchen is a space right now available that I'm actually helping a lot with y'all. If y'all need some help, I'll guide you, coach you. Ghost Kitchen is a space that you can rent. You do only Uber deliveries, Uber Eats, Grubhub, and all these delivery services. 
but you don't have no overhead because you only pay rent. You can still make the money, learn, understand what your cost is, what you're spending, what your margins, profit margins are. So you can start off with a takeout, a ghost kitchen takeout, and food truck. Food truck's doing pretty good. So you don't have to jump in. Don't, I suggest everybody, don't jump into, just because you see me or someone else doing it. Even if you got money, don't jump into it right away. Start off slow, understand the business, then, 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 then grow. So I went to... How much, let me ask you this, how much does it take to start like a small takeout restaurant or, or on the small end, how much do you need, you know, investment capital to start So the trick, the trick, the trick to business, to a restaurant in general is an existing location space. If you get in a takeout or even if you get in a full kitchen, a full restaurant, a bar lounge, the, 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 the key is to find grease trap, the hood. Those two things is the most expensive that you have to invest in if you went to a regular empty space like this and if you wanted to put a kitchen. So you're talking about $70,000, $80,000 off rip that mm. you don't have to spend. So for sure, if you want to think smart and, and do it the right way, find an existing, I don't care if it's a Subway, a takeout restaurant, was before a wing spot, or the, the Chinese spot, whatever, because my seafood restaurant that I went into used to be a Chinese spot, so it had a wok set up. Mm. The wok was like, you know, the wok thing, like, yeah. I'm cooking seafood. I ran my operation from that restaurant then. So, so, so takeout went, I went from losing my first lounge, not known, to still, man, I still could do it. Finding a better location that already had kitchen, grease trap, and a wok set up. So, um, of course, the only thing I had to do is go pay for the rent. Mm -hmm. Lease, first month, last month. And, of course, modification. You got to change this, change this, put the logos, put the signs. You know, make it look good, comfortable, right. put the floors, put make it look like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to put swag in it because it's that brand. You know, right. it's a safe relationship. Right. I don't want nobody to come to my spot look like it's in a hood. Right. Even though my spot was in the hood, but my spot looked like it wasn't in the hood. So was location important? Always. Location is the first step to success to in restaurant industry. If you have a foot traffic, that was the location that I had is right across the street from 700 apartments. Mm -hmm. It's apartments that people walk across the street and it's in a gas station. Mm -hmm. It's another key, two keys. Gas station and apartment complex, y'all. Two pluses that I had. So when I off-rip opened up, I had foot traffic. But another kicker, if you open up a business, you gotta give away, give up. You gotta give what they say, um, your good deeds. I did a free food giveaway for my, for, for my grand opening. So I purchased enough food. I had volunteered call some of my people. Yo, come on, we doing right. a free food giveaway. Right. I had the whole staff came. I had people that was already cooking. There was cooks. So we brought the community. So you had, you had to let them sample the Blue Magic first. That's what we did. <laughs> we gave them the Blue Magic sample in the hood. And when I say we had the lieutenant the, for the DeKalb County came out, we had kids came out, we had the magic show, we gave them the free haircuts. We did everything, free book bags. We like, we went in and did the, the event for, for the community. So I'm a new face to that community. So when I did that, they loved me from day one. Right. And then of course, another technique, another uh, cheat code that I would say, I would say marketing look. Um, one of my homeboys, Scrap Delion, shout out to my boy. Um, he, was, um, he was incarcerated, he was on Love of Hip Hop. So when he had got out of jail, like. You know, I was like, he's, he, was, he had a restaurant before too that, 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 that failed. Like, so I'm like, yo, you know, you, you coming out of jail, I know you're trying to do something positive and you got kids and stuff. So he's like, yo, I want an opportunity. So I gave him a percentage, me and him worked out a percentage. He went back on Love of Hip Hop. So it gave his brand a up and it gave my restaurant a up. So we go from doing our spot in the hood, now we nationwide. Mm. We damn near 8 million people, viewers, that we watching the restaurant on TV. So. That restaurant went crazy. That was a seafood spot. And that same restaurant, after that, I ended up jumping into Spice House Midtown, gotcha. which is, of course, you know, y'all already know what's going on, Spice House Midtown. So, <laughs> but I didn't let that restaurant go. I shut it down at the end of the pandemic because I made the money in pandemic too. Like, I ran the bag up because pandemic, right. I was the only one. It's a takeout restaurant, so I'm open. And like, everybody else closed. Everybody, because I'm talking about I have people driving 30 minutes away, 40 minutes away. I have a line out there, people just like, yo. Can we get some more? Can you open up to later? I'm like, nah, that's a curfew. They was talking about you got to shut down a certain time. So um, it helped out. Everything helped out, you know. But um, I learned the business there. I learned the restaurant industry right there. Mm. I was going to get food shopping. I was doing the labor. I was making sure who's getting paid what, my cooks, my chefs. Yep. And, you know, sometimes they walked out. I had to go get in there and grill them, you know, cook it up. I know that's right. You know, I had to get in and register when it got packed. I had to clean the floor sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So I had to do those things. Yo, as entrepreneurs, 
If you're not willing to do the work, yo, you cannot tell someone to do the job that you won't do yourself. You got to lead by example. You got to take the trash. Yes. And sometimes, you know, we feel like we too big for that. That's the key to my success. I don't care if y'all know me from anywhere, I put the work in. I know I'm that's still right. putting the work in. You know what I'm saying? And I will teach that at every given moment. You got to put the work in. If you want to see someone else do the work for you, you got to be able to show them that you can do it. Even Spice House, when we open up Spice House, you know, a new restaurant, lounge, usually most of the owners will be chilling like in a corner with a couple of bottles, with a couple of bad shit, you know what I'm saying? Bad joints and it's cut, <laughs> looking all cool. Not me. I'm behind a bar, I'm on the floor cleaning tables. I'm hosting, making sure people are good. I'm making sure people are Going around at every time. table. I'm doing everything How that you need doing, to do. How you doing, what you yes, need. Yes, And they're you like, need you me to give me a server. Yeah, they're like, y'all work here. <laughs> y'all don't need to tell me I'm an owner. No, right. I need you to know that we are working. Right. We want this brand to be what we, what we creating now. We exactly. We want longevity. Because of that right now, because of what I put in over there, we got the number one hottest spot in Atlanta right now. And we yes. have every celebrity comes in there. Without, we have to comp their meal. But I mean, have to call them over. I have them calling me. Yo, we coming to your restaurant. They just pull up. Now they pulling up. You know, shout out to Julio Jones and uh, Roddy White. They was at my spot like three days ago. And you know, everybody else. Everybody spices. comes. Yeah. Everybody comes through the spice everybody house. I've seen yeah. a little bit of everybody come yeah, to the yeah. spice we, house. We, we we the who's who's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I know you guys. Y'all have a couple locations, right? Yeah. So we got four locations. I'm actually an owner. They always ask me if I'm on all of them. No, I'm not on all of them. Right. Because we got three partners. So um, four partners. Um, the first location, my boy Elja, shout out to him. He actually brought the opportunity to me for Spice House Midtown. So me and him started Spice House Midtown together. Then I jumped on the one in Latonia with him. And, I've um, been there. Yeah, so, but after Latonia, I was just done. Then they opened up. Latonia's uh, big. Yeah, it was actually sh a strip club over there before. Oh, it looked like it. It, it got the like, high ceilings. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. It was, uh, and shout out to Shannara Johnson. He just passed away like, like, like not too long ago. He actually died of a car accident. He was the one that owned that strip club, but he blew that spot up. Like, people knew about the spot. Mm -hmm. So when we got that opportunity to get that as a restaurant, and the owner wasn't going for nothing like that no more anyway. They wanted it to be like a real restaurant. Gotcha. So when we picked it up, it was like already, what they say, foot traffic was already there. Yeah. The brand was already there. And then, you know, once, uh, that actually opened up before Spice House Midtown. Because oh, we wow. was working on, Sp Spice House Midtown was a big project. It's, and you see what we did to it. Like, we had to really spend some money. Yeah. Let's talk about really the numbers. That. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by ABCs for Rich Kids by seven-year-old author and entrepreneur Bryce Nicholas. Please tell us where we can find your book. ABCsforRichKids.com Awesome. This book is so amazing, guys. It literally goes from A to Z with different financial terms for your little loved ones. Awesome. So we've got F is for future value. E is for evaluation. H is for air. Guys, if you do not have this book, the Amazon number one bestseller, please go and grab it now at abcsforrichkids.com. Uh, <laughs> so Spice House, project like Spice House, we say you open up a project. Uh, Project like that, you're already looking at about fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month lease. You know, so you're looking at it like if you have a project that you're building like Spice House, and the stuff is going to take you about six months to nine months to a year open up. Mm. Just do the math on rent. So they you're might paying you about, rent for six nine months. Just off rip. Twenty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, so you're doing like one plus right the there. renovation. What kind of renovation was that? Renovation. That was an old shack. It was an old building. So you talking about we did a full gut out. Mm. Like I got a video on my page out there. I posted. Um, we did a full gut out. Like we spent we spent over half a million dollars on it. Mm. On renovation. Gotcha. Yeah. So I know they say that restaurants are like one of the easiest business to fail. Seventy percent of the restaurants fail the first year. Wow. And Nine, how long have eight, you guys been open? We already in second year. 80% of the rest of the restaurant failed first five years. So 70% first year off rip, then the 80% after that. Of after what's five. left. And one of the key to that is the location. Because of the location, that's one of the, 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 the downfall. But of course, everything comes into place because restaurant is just, it's too much. You got to really like learn, understand, and because and, 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 that's what I learned from inside. From outside to inside, I learned from the back of the house, the inside of the house. I'm still learning. I'm learning. I go places I acknowledge and I'm paying attention and I'm paying attention to decorations. I'm paying attention to ambience. I'm paying attention to the food. I'm paying attention to the corners. I'm just learning, you yeah. know, because that's my industry now. Right. And, um, you know, 
So that's, that's and I know what, you're also helping other people um, open and launch their restaurants. Yeah, so I have uh, I, I did my course with well, shout out to Justin Burns. Um, I just finished my course with him, and of course, it's really for people just to understand if you're interested in the restaurant industry, what component come with that. So it give you enough idea, but the course is just for people to learn and see if they're interested. And then if they want to work with me, what I do, I actually facilitate people from step one all the way to step. And was no end, but it's still like get you from the start process to the process where your restaurant is up and running, you know. And even then, I tell people I can show you how to do this. I can help you how to do what I'm doing for myself, but you gotta do the work. Can't do it for you. Yeah, I can't do it for you. Ain't no DI for you. No, this ain't one of them <laughs> businesses. This ain't no scam either. So this is something that you can have past your kids, kids, kids. I've seen restaurants stay and brands stay forever. So. You know, if you want to be interested, if you're a culinary art student, if you're a cook, if you're just passionate for, for cooking, if you just know that you love food and you spend a lot of money like me, I used to spend money on food, like food and drinks. That was one of the reasons I opened Spice House. Like, yo, I'm going to be in my own restaurant. Right. I need to go. I need to find somewhere yeah, where I can, I can sit, sit and chill. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I need money all the dishes. I need the lobster <laughs> mac. I need the frosted pasta. I need the... Oh, that rice. That rice is my the favorite. Black rice, that black rice? rice. Oh, yeah, my yeah. gosh. That black rice is my favorite. Yeah, so, um, and then that's another thing. Because of that business, establishment, Spice House Midtown, I always was branded. I was with relationships. So people came. But because of Spice House Midtown, I met more people like you, more entrepreneurs. Earn your leisure. Shout out to Earn your leisure. They didn't been there a few times. When they come to the city, they always calling me, yo, class, we coming through deep. Shout out to David Shan. Shout out to... Just all the CEOs, CEO circle, shout out to everybody. They done came, you know what I'm saying, supported the Spice House restaurant. Yes. They, you know, they hearing. We making Family. noise for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. We the entrepreneur hub. Listen. Entrepreneur hub for Atlanta. Listen, Spice I tell Midtown. people, um, you know, back in the day, celebrities used to be, you know, you had to be like an A-list celebrity to be somebody. Mm-hmm. This day and age is crazy because the entrepreneurs are like the new celebrities. It's crazy you said that because I had some celebrity just reached out to me recently and came sat down with me because I was, because I was recommended to them by someone. Right. And that same person, I was gonna pay them forty thousand dollars a year ago to do a post for me. Mm. And they just reached out to me and I just closed the deal with them. Mm. So that's coming soon. When I deal, when I get that deal closed, I'll let y'all know. Y'all y'all see though. Y'all see. <laughs> yeah, we going there. Well, I love your story because. Like me, you came from New Jersey. Yep. Um, I want to say Brick City, but Jersey City, not Brick City, right? Now, Jersey That's City, North. Brick City is out around the corner. They really like seven-minute drive, but Jersey City is the sixth city from New York City, meaning but Jersey City, the way Jersey City right now, if y'all don't know about Jersey City, Jersey City has the most highest real estate, most expensive real estate in New Jersey. Mm. Jersey City, you can't buy land no more. You got to build the air. You got to go like New York City. Right. So Jersey City don't have no land. So the growth... For Jersey City was when 9-11 happened. All the businesses moved from Exchange Place to from uh, to New York City to Jersey City, by yeah. the way. Because, you know, you had, when 9-11 happened, I watched, we was in high school, we watched the buildings collapse. Because mm. my high school sits on a hill. So they sent us home, but I watched, like, the buildings go down. So that's how close New York City and Jersey City is, for people don't know. Like, we literally, I used to go to Sun Candy in right New York City. Right across the Hudson River, right? It's Hudson River. And yep. it's, like, I could see from... This side of the river to the other side is like New, New York, York City. City. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, you know, the Holland Tunnel take you to New York City. Mm-hmm. And the train is like five minutes to get you to New York City. So, I I was, I would say, I, I have more, of my parties and everything is in New York City. Like, that's right. why I stay. But now, Jersey City is like the, the number one corporate yeah. city. Yeah. I know a lot of big banks are there. Big banks. A lot of big companies. Yes. And then the people who got work in New York City, they moved from New York City to Jersey City. They live in Jersey. Because it's cheaper to live in Jersey. It's a little than cheaper, New York. yes. And then taxes are a little cheaper still. Gotcha. So even buying property, you know, like you're not gonna buy in New York City. You want to be like in Jersey City. Right. Yeah. So before I let you go, I know you're working on some real estate, <laughs> y'all. Entrepreneurs <laughs> are uh, multifaceted, right? Um, when it comes to building wealth, it's not only what you do with your hands, but what you do with your money. That's right. So let's talk about some of the investments that you've been making with your commercial real estate, because that's literally my next goal is commercial yeah. real estate. So, so this year, beginning of January, um, I had opportunity to go get this Cuban link chain. It was like $100,000, right? And then I was thinking, like, I'm going to go get that because I wanted one. You know what I'm saying? I like jewelry. <laughs> so my boy, shout out to Beyond Win. He had posted this property on online. It was on Instagram, and it was a big building, like big building, like twelve unit, and commercial space downstairs. I'm like, yo, how much it could be possibly? Let me just check, cause I like Cleveland. I've been in Cleveland. I 
actually been going to Cleveland since 2007. I know Cleveland got baseball, basketball, and football. So you have LeBron who came from Cleveland. Right. Cleveland Clinic Hospital, number two hospital in the world, which Oprah Winfrey, all your most richest people go over there. That's where they go to. So I'm like, yo, Cleveland have a potential. Of course, when LeBron left, it's kind of slowed down, but LeBron brought a lot of money to the city. So when Beyond posted that building, I'm like, yo, how much you selling the building? They had it on a contract for 130, but I think for the food, some, it never closed for the, the, the clients that had it. Mm -hmm. So he's like, man, listen, these guys, they just want to do a cash offer. I think they told me like 130. I'm like, listen, I got 90 cash. What's up? I was going to go get this Cuban link chain, but I want this building. And right. The building is like a brick foundation. That's all what it is. It's, it's just a shell. It's a shell. It's a brick shell. Right? This is a big, big 12-unit commercial space downstairs. But um, I was more intrigued with that is because I know coming from where I come from, even just seeing people that's doing all the changes in Jersey City, they turn into multi-level and they're only going up. Mm -hmm. Having multiple doors is the best income. That's just the best income. I don't care if you have one house, you can make three thousand a month, whatever the rent. Your mortgage might be twenty five hundred. You're making five hundred dollars profit. But this building potential was: I'm paying ninety, I get a full hundred percent rehab loan from the bank, right? They'll give me a hundred percent loan. I don't have to pay nothing out of pocket. My budget could be three fifty, four hundred thousand. By the time I'm done, four hundred thousand dollars, I'm in four ninety. Mm -hmm. The same building would generate me at least twelve thousand dollars a month. Mm. There's no way in the country you could get $12,000 a month on a property. Under a half a million. Under half a million dollars. Right. And have 12 doors. So if one of them tenants bullshit, they're not paying. I got 11 doors still collecting money. Right. So you don't have to go through red tape. So that's what I, that, that's how my mom was thinking. Generational wealth is multi-unit is always better than single family. That's just what it is. We can have a debate about it. I don't want to be in part of it. But I know for <laughs> me, my mind thinks like the way it thinks. So I got that building. And I didn't do nothing with it. Then they had another one opportunity available. It was nine unit. You know, I ran up the bag. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to pay some taxes this year. Don't be thinking, I'm, I'm paying some hell of taxes this year. It's going to be one of them years. You know, she got to do my taxes too. You know, she's my CPA too. But listen, I got to pay some money. But the, 90, the second unit was a nine unit. And it was in a better shape than the first one. Okay. And I ended up buying that for a little cheaper than even the first one. Really? Yeah. And that's... The one that got a barbershop and a, a, a corner store. So, wow. So the first building I'm so gonna book. So the businesses are already open. It was open. It closed now. But you gotcha. know, like it's, it's not as much as rehab like the first one. Gotcha. So the first building I'm gonna put a ghost kitchen space downstairs. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take all the people that's coming out of jail. So how do you know, make money as a ghost kitchen? Rent them out. Rent out space. So you just rent out the time. Time. You run out the, like if you so, want to rent out so the like studio. So like if I'm a chef. Yeah. Oh, like you rent out the studio. Yeah. I, I, I just pay, pay hourly, hourly to come yeah, in. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. But you set up. The times you want to be there, so you right. want to come in the morning. I come at nighttime. I got two. So you don't even in. have a real business to run there. You just it's all delivery. Mm. All is delivery. So um, and like I said, I'm I'm definitely doing that because I think places like that is needed. It's not a lot of school spaces over there. So I want to go to the places like Cleveland and others where you can help build a community, build a community around community, it. Yeah. yeah. So you're and bringing then, resources. And even my ten unit upstairs, instead of just going to a regular tenant, I'm gonna do Airbnb. Or I might do roomings. You know what I'm saying for people that. Want to come in, and so I don't have to worry about kicking nobody out. They're not paying real rent. I right. just rather do for a month to, to month, yeah, or day to day, do, week to week. I just need to rent the unit out for ten days out of the month to make a thousand dollars, and that's all my goal is. Each unit, thousand dollars. Commercial unit, I'm gonna get like fifteen hundred to two thousand. But if I did my commercial space the way I'm saying ghost kitchen, I'll make by ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month over there. You know? Right. So the goal is to just. Generate as much as income on that one Cash. building. Cash, yeah. That's why <laughs> so your that, name. That's it. So <laughs> it's that first building, then I got the nine unit, that's closed already. Right now, I got a third building on lockdown. I just got it on contract. I got to close next week, but I ain't gonna lie. Listen, I am cash, but shit, funds is low right now. So if y'all looking for some partnership, come on Let in. Let me know. You know what I'm Let like, me know. Yeah, yeah, Talk yeah, to yeah. me. Oh, uh, yeah, but that's, that's, a, uh, that's a 12 unit. I got the negotiated price to only uh, $80,000. You know what I'm saying? And uh, That's the rehab, crazy. I know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm negotiating. But you know what I'm buying, though? I'm closing. I'm closing one deal, beyond close the deal with me. Other homeboys see me on Instagram, reached out to me with this property. He don't even live in there. He live in Columbus. The third building, the dude live in New York. But because I'm closing deals, I'm, yeah. you know, I, I say what I do. Right. And I do what so I say. So now we got to get them to completion and cash flow. That's it. The thing is, that's not the hard part. The hard yeah, part I is just the get hard. the cash. Mm -hmm. To get the money and get the building. Because right. once you got the building, you have what they call a, a collateral. Yeah. A bank will give me a loan to fix the building because they know they have nothing to lose. Yeah. Because the well, building is paid for. Because they can always take the building back. They can back. always take the building back. And yep. the building is paid for cash and the building is worth something. So they don't have no, um, so instead of collecting down payment on, on, on a percentage for 
you to get a loan from the bank. They're like, nah, I'll give you 100% finance. So I'm about to do a blanket loan. One of my Playmaker Tuesdays that I do in Atlanta, every twice a month, right, at Spice House, I've built so many new relationships. So it's twice a month, a second Tuesday and a fourth Tuesday. So y'all go to my page and y'all gonna wanna Playmaker Tuesday. She brought me one of her, uh, she was at the, the spot one day and I met Menti. She actually is a mentee now, so she's uh, working. Where my affiliate at? Listen, that was that was that was that was a family <laughs> that was a family affiliation right there. That was one of the. But um, now she we we I, I kind of just like her, so I didn't really like you know people yeah, trying yeah. to mentorship. I didn't. I just I wanted to work with her. I wanted yeah. To, I wanted to see her grow from the time that I linked with her to what she's doing now. And she but killing it. She killing. She got multiple cars. Yeah, she's talking about she, real estate. Yeah, I know she, she's talking about moving she, to Atlanta. Yes, she's coming out here. She got a daughter over. So, like I say, I, I also been documenting the process. Shout out to my boy Maddie J. This is the reason I'm even here because I'm I'm more like a, a doer and I'm more like a person that always made money for doing what I did. So I never really cared about internet like that until, of course, I met Maddie. Maddie's like, Yo, Cash, your page look good. Everybody knows you. They know you. you got to monetize. You got to monetize because people look up to you, and you know. Why don't you just teach what you're doing? I'm like, you know, but yeah, that's that's one of the reasons that I'm um, doing everything. So yeah, right now we're building this brand and building these businesses, but I want to help as much as people. I want, and I want to be able to document the process and I want to show people. It took me 20 years to be where I'm at. I could work with you for a good year and I can get you closest possible to what I'm doing, what it took me 20 years. So that's what we're working on. Got you. So Playmaker Tuesdays, every- Twice a month. Twice a month, you met your- I met the lender, the lender that's going to go ahead and give me the loan to finish those three buildings. So he said, yo, you already paid for them. Give me a rehab budget, full rehab budget, breakdown, and I'll get you a loan. And, you know, I finance it 100%. And I got a construction team out there so close, so, you know, I'm going to get that done in three buildings. If it takes six, seven months, whatever. By the time I'm done, I only got to pay interest for, the, for, for a couple of months because they give me, like, interest-free for a few months anyway. Right. By the time I'm paying them three, four payments, I'm going to go to a regular conventional commercial bank, and at that time, I already have everybody lined up. So the minute I finish these projects, I already got people that's going to want to do subleasing for me that want to do Airbnb for this spot. Right. So let's say if you want to get so five So you units, already have your leases. I got my leases. They're going to be Once you have your leases in place, you can get your loan. No done. problem. I got all my leases done already. Yeah. And I ain't get leases from people out there. I got people from overseas want to do my leases. Wow. Because they just know the potential. Oh, I love that. Because yeah. they, they're going to want to do multiple year leases. They're, they're going to want like five, year, ten And they're doing leases. five units. They're not doing one unit. They gave me like, give me five units in this bit. You know what? I heard some. I saw some on Instagram recently that were talking about people trying to get into the Airbnb business. And they said, you know why these commercial places don't want you in their building? Because you're coming to them saying, hey, I'm Shanique Nicole and I want to lease one apartment from you. No, you got to come and say, I'm Shanique Nicole Enterprises and I want a whole floor. Yes. I I want five units. I want ten units, and then you're presenting yourself more like a an, business a, a entity business that operation. can trust you because exactly. they don't want to give you a lease and your Airbnb. And you disturbing the peace yeah. of their tenants. You are. And so yeah. now, if you're not, not, if they, if you acquire my whole building, let's say if you say your cash, I want the whole ten unit. You give me a lease. I say thousand dollars a unit, and you can be making twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month. My bank is only looking at the lease that I got with you. They're giving me my money based, based on off of that. The, and that's all you want. That's all I want. Because you don't want to have to run businesses. No, I ain't trying. I mean, just, only business I will run, like I said, the commercial space, I'll run them all. Because I, I, I'm a businessman. I will put one of my little homie out there from here, like, yo, go out there six months, go sit down in this corner shop. We're going to put a hookah smoke shop down there. And you know what I'm saying? I'm going to facilitate everything from here today. And you just go sit there and work. So, you know, we're going to build a neighborhood. We want to open up more spaces over there. We want people to move on to these buildings. Because, like I said, they've been sitting up there for 15, 20, 25 years. Right. But we want to build these condos. We want to turn these buildings. We want a person from the hood that got section there be able to live in a comfortable stainless steel appliances. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even be experienced that in, right. in the hood. You know, so we want to be able to help the community as much as we can. I love it. I love it. Love it. Well, brother... King Salim Cash, I appreciate you for dropping in today. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for coming through to the I event, the launch it. of the magazine. Yes, that was amazing. And I loved it. Thank you for dropping all this knowledge about real estate, restaurants. Uh, we didn't even talk about how much money y'all making in restaurants, but with the money that you spent, yeah, I know you got to be. Nah, we we put it like this. We uh for 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 a restaurant industry. Yes, it is a 70% loss this first year, but one thing I am teaching and educating everybody is for me and for myself is learning and understanding your cost. So the cost is your main component. You have to understand what are you spending your money. Because I know restaurants are making half a million dollars a month, right? 
that's uh, that's six 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 million a year, mm -hmm. and they probably profiting like maybe six, six, three, six, three, three to six hundred thousand dollars probably. So I'm into I rather make a hundred grand and, and and take home thirty thousand dollars a month, right? Than making two fifty and making twenty thousand dollars a month. Thirty percent margin versus like a two percent. Yeah, or something. rough. And then the restaurant industry is supposed to have a good restaurant industry. Good, good restaurant. You're supposed to do anywhere between seventeen. It's great. It's twenty five percent. Like if you could take it, so you're doing a million a month. You're taking two hundred thousand. Like you, you, you're in you're good shape. You're yeah. in good shape. Yeah. Got you. So you know you want to profit. You don't want to keep working and say I got this, I got that. Right. Yo, your, your stream ain't streaming. <laughs> you gotta stream your stream. You gotta make your money. I don't want to have five businesses and I'm broke. I don't want to do that. I want to have one business and make that money and then go get four more businesses. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's a beautiful thing about growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like we've done all this work. We've learned so many things and. I'm just so grateful that we're in a day now where we can help other people get to the end point a whole lot quicker than it took us, and right? It's, it's easier. It's a lot easier. Right now, um, just the things that I, I know we went through, we went through, we had to grind. Like, the grind. There were no mentors. Yeah, no then. mentors. And then it just, the, and, it, and it was good for me because I love that I, I went through that phase and I'm about to go through the phase right now when I'm going through. I'm about to run numbers on y'all, y'all. Listen. It's about to be a fucking play play. Like, it's no, I'm not playing. Like, watch this face. Get used to this face. Because this internet, that I, I'm just jumping into this internet world. And mark my word, this technology and everything, and these systems and everything that's facilitated, we, 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 had to, we, had, we really did have to get it the hard way, for real. Y'all got it so easy. And I see a bunch of young millionaires right now. I see I got a couple of people around me, they're 24, 25, they got mm -hmm. a million. Oh it took, goodness. for us to make it's a million, so it was inspiring. like... It was impossible. It took us probably like, it was hard, you know, for especially the, the environment we coming from. We didn't have these tools and resources. But yes, so I ain't trying to get 10 million no more. I want 100 million. Mm. I'm good on 10. I wanted 10 like two, three years ago. I want 100. Right. So real estate portfolio, I'll be able to sell my portfolio in the next five years for like 30, 40 million. My restaurant portfolio, I'm going to be able to sell that for 15, 20 million. So I'm already thinking about five-year retirement plan. 100 million. Yes, 100 million portfolio. I love it. And cash brand is not going for sale. That's stamped. It's staying right here. You can't buy this brand. <laughs> Cash is stamped. <laughs> the official playmaker, Cash in the Building. Man, y'all make sure you guys tune in to the next episode of Black Wealth Weekly, where you will be blessed to learn from some amazing CEOs, entrepreneurs, and artists that are out here killing it in their space today. Got my brother Cash with me. Let the people know where they can follow you. So I'm at Instagram right now at Five Stars Investments. F I V E Stars S Investments, and you'll be able to Google Five Star Investments, and I'll be able to pop up everywhere. So we're working on that right now, SEOs and stuff. So yes, and restaurant course coming soon. I'll be dropping it. It's called Sold Out Restaurants. All right, SoldOutRestaurants.com. Just look out for that course. You already know what's going down. Let's go. That's my brother Cash. I'm Shaniqua Nicole, the Millennial Money Maven. I appreciate you guys for tapping in. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for watching this week's episode of Black Wealth Weekly. I'm your host, Shaniqua Nicole, and I hope to see you next week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and head to blackwealthweekly.com where you can read all the new episodes of these entrepreneurs and so many others.